be like myself anymore I'm like a lost key in the kitchen drawer Just waiting for someone to show me to the door But I want to knock woods, baby I haven't done your break question. Let's hope I think of one. <laughs> way through. Um, I've done you an intro though, so that's that's good. Oh, okay, that's exciting. I, well, that's the one thing I put proper effort into. <laughs> <laughs> People have given up two hours of their life to come and talk to me. I've got to big them up. Um, right, three, two, one. Hey up, my name's Ben, and you're listening to File Forty Eight by the YYY Files. This file belongs to someone who I've genuinely wanted to have on the podcast since it began. I think all of you are going to recognise his distinctive voice as he's been sprinkling his magic on the Stoke City Airways for years. He spends his weekends throughout the season sat behind the microphone talking about Stoke, so I thought to spice things up for him, I'd ask him to spend an evening sat behind the microphone to talk about Stoke. <laughs> Chris Brammer. Love it. I, that was that was lovely. Was that, that all was right? Re- that was lovely. Oh wow! With the way my my worry is with the way you've bigged me up about oh he spends his weekends behind a microphone. People might think that it's Nigel Johnson. That got on. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, Chris, we've had him before, so we won't have him again. It might be his second appearance. His though, second you know? appearance. This is a good point. I've not done a second file. Maybe I should. Maybe we should go back and do. You can tell the podcast if we've already gone on a tangent. Chris, yes. how are you, mate? I'm all right, thank you, Ben. Uh, you know, steady away. This last year has been interesting, as we were discussing before we yes. started recording. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. How about yourself? I'm all right. I'm all right. As you were saying, we, we were due to record sometime around eight o'clock. We joined the call. <laughs> um, yeah, knowing us, we, we are starting it. It's just ticked to half past eight on my computer now, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's the run-up we have for this podcast. Um, so if I fall asleep by 10, you'll know what's happened. <laughs> um, as I said in the intro, I'm excited to have you on. I, I've been meaning to get you on for such a long time. Just, I know how committed to Stoke City you are, and, and I'd hate to get you while you're burnt out. Yeah, well, do you know, it's funny, it's funny you say this, because I know when you when you first like started doing the podcast and I'm the last of the members of the wizards of drivel podcast to come spoilers. on spoilers spoilers <laughs> yeah but like when when you when you started it and you've had everyone on and you've I've always been asking for people to come on and I genuinely have been like ah, but I don't think I've got anything interesting to say so I don't think I'd make a good podcast person for 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 Ben to interview so I mean this could go anywhere it Who knows how this could happen? Yeah, and it always does go anywhere it wants to go. That's the great thing about this. I think you said before we start recording about Wiz is like your chats just go anywhere they want to. <laughs> I've got a page of notes, and we won't talk about half of this. I guarantee mm-hmm. that. Um, and and that's just a little point out there to everybody as well. If you're thinking at home, oh, I've got nothing to talk about. Chris, the host of the Wizards of Drivel podcast, has just mm. said that he's got nothing to talk about. Well, I'll <laughs> I'll prove you all wrong today. Um, okay. Anyway, for those of you who who don't know, the YYY files are Stoke City stories, and they're told by you. If you want to do exactly what Chris is doing today, you can head to the yyyfiles.com. Links in the description. And finally, half an hour later, so it begins, Chris. You know what my first question is by now, surely. <laughs> why, why, why are you a Stoke fan? And I think this is going to be a good one. 
So I want to know from the beginning. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Okay. From the, from the very, let's begin at the beginning. Um, I don't need the womb bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, f- well, from my dulcet tones, um, much like many of your actual people you've interviewed on here, um, I'm I'm not from Stoke. Yes, I think that's that's evident. I am from the glorious People's Republic of South Yorkshire, just outside of Rotherham. And so, why Stoke City of all clubs? Um, it's an odd one. My mum is uh, the reason. She is uh, originally from a place called Willanall in the Midlands, um, and she is from a family who. Parents were Wolves supporters. Her brother is still to this day a very diehard West Brom fan. And my mum at the age of, oh, forgive me, mum, I can't remember what, how old <laughs> you were. Uh, but but uh, in, in, single, in single digits age, uh, she was going through her brother's match of the day annual. Mm. And, and this will have been the 60s. And uh, simply decided that okay, well, you, mum and dad, you like wolves and you like these ones in blue and white. I like these ones in red and white. Oh. And that was, from then on, she would tell everyone, oh, I'm a Stoke fan, I'm, I support Stoke. But my mum, bless her, uh, isn't just someone who's like said, I've got a passing interest in Stoke. No, no, no. It became very much a love affair for her. Oh, wow. Uh, she, skipping forward a few years because they emigrated to Australia and then came back. Um, but when she came back in her teen years, she was a member of, well, they lived in Dorset and the closest supporters club was the London supporters club. So she was a mm. member of the London supporters club. When she got to university up here in the North of England, uh, she was in Huddersfield and she went across to pretty much, well, loads of the home games. She's got um, programs and signed everything from the 70s and 80s and all kinds of stuff and that itself from Huddersfield to Stoke was a not a very straightforward train journey back in in those days mm. um but she was she was the committed committed Stoke fan so it was just very much through proxy that oh well this is the team that my mum the football fan likes mm. and so yeah sure and growing up here in South Yorkshire especially in the 90s when I was a kid in, in primary school, um, kids in my class generally supported Unite, Sheffield United, mm-hmm. uh, Sheffield Wednesday, Leeds, Man U, obviously, yeah. or, or Newcastle, because it's the 90s and uh, Newcastle were... All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, and then there was a few people who were like, liked Rotherham and liked, uh, I don't know, Doncaster Rovers or something. But uh, there was no other Stoke fans in the school. And so... <laughs> growing up you were always kind of the oh what it's Stoke like yeah yeah, yeah yeah so I mean really I just you know committed to my to my mum and just maintained faith through her I guess okay yeah that okay so I've heard plenty of stories about people getting into Stoke because of their dad or their uncle or whatever this sounds like it's to your mom it's a similar story right hmm. but from it seems she was she's please please don't take the phrase the wrong way she's been about all over the place <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry chris's mom that's not it's, what i intended don't don't read into that <laughs> but no I, well I, I mean yeah she was always she was very very interested in in, in following them and uh, yeah she's 
I mean, so she was at university in Huddersfield, and yeah, Huddersfield getting up early on a Saturday morning. There was only really the one train she could catch, and it had to connect somewhere else. So from from what she says, she was down at the, the well, the then Victoria ground. Mm. Um, like we're talking like three hours before kickoff, standing around. So no wonder she's got all these signatures because mm. she was there from from goodness knows knows when. But um, but yeah, so she's always been the the long suffering fan in the in the family i guess um i don't know i've just always followed her do you remember when she started dragging you down oh god no god no no not a clue not a clue it's one of those where stoke yeah stoke have always been around us okay um but i like this is that this again why i couldn't really tell you many memories because i can't remember like what the first like stoke thing games are um I have a vague recollection that it will be like in the 99-2000 season. My first ever football game wasn't Stoke. It was uh, Rotherham United in the auto windshield. Right, that makes sense. Fight. Yeah, that, at the old Wembley, 1996, I think. Um, no, it was because I've still got a flag somewhere for it. Um, and, and, and all I remember, literally all I remember about that game is I got a, I got a flag. Like, I cannot remember what old Wembley looked like or anything. I just, I remember I got a flag and I was allowed to put it out the car window as we were leaving Wembley. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I, so it's just been one of those, one of those things. And I, I guess because we, we lived so far removed and going down to, to games, it wasn't until I was a, an adult. Right. that I became a, like a season ticket holder at Stoke. Um, and then even then that's fallen by the wayside because child commitments and stuff. But like it was a sporadic and supporting from afar, still supporting and still engaging with the football through different mediums. Mm. Um, I'm a very geeky person and video games is a great way to immerse yourself in things. Yes. Um, but because I wasn't, from the area it wasn't something that i chatted about with friends it was because no one knew anything about stoke so it was a bit um, of a private passion then outside of your yeah, household no no definitely 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 because as well like it wasn't like i was uh, no surprise here but i wasn't exactly like a very cool and sporty kid in school oh so you it- surprised me chris <laughs> Oh, well, I, I feel that's very sarcastic but no um, would it <laughs> but it's but like, I mean, I wasn't very good at football. Um, I remember when I was little, back when Coca Cola used to sponsor the football league. They used to, they did like a Saturday morning football thing in one of the parks nearby, and I went along to it. And my mum was very surprised because I'd shown no interest in playing football, and uh, like I had no idea what I was doing. I think I play, I was playing Power Rangers in the middle of the pitch at one point because I just didn't know what I was what was happening. I'm <laughs> just not very, wasn't very sporty. And so I didn't play football at school. And so I didn't chat to the other football-y kids too much. Um, my passions definitely lay elsewhere. Um, and so it really is kind of a a later passion that I can, I suppose, like social media and later with the yes. podcast and yeah. all that stuff has opened up to finding similar like-minded people who also are very passionate about this thing that I was quite private about. It's it's kind of been nice the last, I don't know, 15 or so years that social media has been around that you can get involved with other people. Yes. Because before then it was very much an, yeah, it was an isolated thing. And when it's like that, I can see why you 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 need other hobbies for that 
that social interaction if you're not getting it from football. Mm. But that that clearly came along. You oh, touched gotcha. on social media, and that and that must have been what lit the blue touch paper, right? Oh yeah, oh definitely, definitely. Like that, and finding things like fan forums and, and yeah. stuff, stuff like that. Like, and uh, social media is quite toxic, uh, but <laughs> but the fact that, um, as, well, as as you well know, and this is a peek behind the curtain. There, is, we we are involved in a very very active group chat that mm. isn't like we've come together because we all like Stoke, yeah, but. The, it's not exclusively a Stoke thing. It's it's it is a friendship. It's a friendship group, mm-hmm. and we we've we meet up and stuff. It's it's finding like minded people who, because for for a while, like this is going to sound like I'm like unearthing childhood trauma, and I'm not. <laughs> but like, as I say, not a sporty kid. Wasn't one of those people who would be deemed to be like oh, a cool cool kid who plays football or anything. And so. To, to find a group who have very, very similar interests. And I don't know, it's, yeah, it's definitely social media as a whole has really helped connect to like-minded people in that respect. And I mean, now, you know, I'm, I'm older, I'm in my 30s. And so I don't feel quite as bad about talking about Stoke City <laughs> because I'd, I'd like to think as well that I... I know a little bit more about football so i can have an educated conversation Mm. whereas you know when i was a child i couldn't really talk at at length with any strong arguments well some people try chris (laughs) they definitely do they definitely do but yeah it it was it was social media i think it sounds like that that got it all going for you and it's a good thing really because born out of that friendship I mean it's it's taken your places since then you know what I'm talking about mm. um but I I I wonder did it start for you before Wizards of Dribble because I I remember speaking to Dave previously on the podcast and and his passion that sort of content anyway started before mm. Wizards mm. yeah so 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 I think for Dave he started by like getting involved in i remember he said he made his own fanzine and stuff. yeah yeah so for for me predating the wizards of drivel podcast there was a group of us who again like-minded people we'd found each other off it wasn't the oatcake there was another forum what was it was it the 1863 forum I can't remember. There was another. There was. A, there is a second Stoke uh, forum somewhere, and I think a group of us had met and were chatting off there. Mm. And we had, we were, you know, we we not that we no, we noticed a gap in the market, but no, we, <laughs> like if you if you're going back, God, what 10, 11 years or so, I guess now, like there wasn't as many fan sites and all that type no, of stuff, there wasn't. and we. Yeah, and we we'd we thought oh, it'd be nice to run a it'd be nice to run a a, an effect, a blog that's quite analytical that talks like releases articles. We were all very passionate and, and new to it, and um, so we launched a thing called it was four two three one Stoke. Yeah, and that was just at the start. Yeah, it was just at the start of the Mark Hughes era because we were playing four two three one, and and that was a, that was a lot of fun. There was a there was a few of us who quite regularly wrote pieces for that um it, we got to indulge our own little personal 
passions i guess so mm. there was chat about football manager there was chat about um new signings it was I mean, it was all very very basic and all done through a wordpress website but it was a lot a lot of fun and then we had chatted about the oh let's do a podcast let's do a podcast and then at the same time dave was saying let's do a podcast let's do a podcast and i, I don't know how it came about but essentially we were like oh well should we do one with 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 dave then yeah and then so we rebranded everything uh the wizards of drivel was the podcast the wizards of dribble yes. was going to be the, was going to be the website and the podcast outlived the website by like f- <laughs> an extra four years uh, the like maintaining the maintaining a website when you can just chat to your friends every sunday um why type when you can why speak? Ty- <laughs> yeah, why why write this why write this uh, impassioned blog about why Stoke should I don't know have Lucian Favre as your manager when when <laughs> oh. you can just chat nonsense with with your friends? Um. So yeah. So so really, that was five six years ago, I suppose. Now uh, we started it just at the end of one of the seasons, and and then. Funnily enough, everything has gone downhill for Stokes since we started yes. the podcast. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so just to add a bit of context for anybody who s- somehow, if you found this podcast, you probably found us, you you were probably found Wizard Drivel way, way before. Um, if if by some reason you've been living under the virtual rock, the Wizard Drivel is a Stoke City podcast and it's your more typical football podcast as in they for the last six years chris Mm. have been chatting around a microphone uh, ranting and raving about how stoke have done in their last game pretty much it's deviated and 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 gone off tangents (laughs) and you've done all sorts since um (laughs) and it's become its own beast Mm. but i just remember back at the start i remember it was you it was dave and it was jace right it was, yes. It, it was. It was you three back in the day. Yeah. What? It 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 takes a big decision to go like, right, we're going to commit ourselves to this. <laughs> what was that? Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> o- okay, this is happening now. Was it just mm. you're going to do one and see how it goes? Are you just saying we're going to I, the end of the season? Or was you... I, 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 no, do you know what? I think we, we fully started it with the with the f- whole intention of being like, no, no, this is it now. We're going to do this all the time. Right. But then we, st- we started it like l- literally the last game of the season. Uh-huh. Um, and so we had a full summer to try and collect our thoughts. The first episode, like I've, I've listened to it back once and it is, <laughs> it is horrible. <laughs> like w- that we have, we have bad microphones, the sinks, sinking issues are everywhere. We, this, there's an echo. We've got a really loud royalty free intro <laughs> music that was that was an in joke between me and Dave because we'd we we both listened to another podcast where they they'd use this song in a bit of a comedy segment and we were like oh let's use that as the intro that'll be hilarious um thank god we've progressed beyond that now and people actually are like oh do you want to use my songs for your theme yeah sure um so no i i don't think it was a there was no trial basis it was just no let's do this i suppose there was a an idea that it may not pick up but we mm-hmm. somehow i think we both we all really enjoyed it that we we kept 
kept doing it and and the lineup has changed as as you say jay started it with us and then we had uh ben cartwright and we've mm-hmm. had lots of guests yourself included uh the current lineup there's like there's four of four regulars who we mm-hmm. swap in and out depending on on what so the the lineup itself is, has changed throughout the times but it's at essence it is still very much the same podcast and that is just i know it is a general football chat podcast but it's it's silly mm-hmm. it's i don't want to say oh it's just like it's just like having a chat with your friends down the pub because because it isn't it isn't as laddie and that <laughs> as, i don't know if you say that if you say that like oh it's like a um yeah having a chat with your mates down the pub people get impressions that we're like i don't know under the cosh or the peter crouch podcast and yeah. we're not um we are far more silly and irreverent than than that but it's certainly it's therapeutic in fact the the current the current wizards of drivel biography on twitter uh which i i wrote it last season and it's not been changed uh it says that we are an existential crisis in the form of a podcast yes so and and that is literally the especially after the last few years of stoke city that's the best way to describe us as a podcast i i'm gonna go one step further i i think for each other and for everyone else that <laughs> listens, you are almost a Stoke City support group. Like <laughs> you're just yes. consoling each other over yeah. what's happened. Because, yeah. as you say, so starting back in at a time where we we weren't very good, or we no, we were pretty good. We were, and then we since were. then you've jinxed us yeah. with your wizard's talent and made us made us worse. Um, That's yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But uh, since then, it's been this sort of trying to understand what's happening. That's what I feel like. I know you've done murder mysteries on the podcast, but this is this is basically the whole subplot of the Wizards for Dribble of me has been figuring out what, why are we here? <laughs> what are we doing? Why why does no fans persist through all of this? Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I could tell you an answer, really. <laughs> Not really. Like, I'm sure there are people who've who've had it worse football-wise in the last few years. God forbid, there's been clubs who've like gone to extinction. Like, mm. by no means if we if we had it had it bad. But I think in in the context of a weekly podcast where you are expected to, you know, we're not experts, so we're not going to sit and analyze uh, everything intently. Although bless him tom thrower is very much into his stats and so he, he will <laughs> he analyze it. yeah so but but especially this last year when it's been i couldn't tell you half of the results from the last year but trying to week in week out be like right what's a fresh point to talk about this mm. week there is nothing it yeah. certainly has been a little bit more like why do we support this club yeah. why, do, why do we like football what is this all about um yeah week in week out trying to discuss new points has been been interesting but as you say it's kind of it's therapeutic in a way because those frustrations can be verbalized for other people to listen to exactly and i think it's good for for someone to listen to because it just proves that you're not on your own and that you're not going through this weird fan crisis yourself Mm. there's other people doing it um but i mean we talk about what what you do most of the time and that's talking about how bad Stoke have been that weekend 
you've done all sorts as a podcast and I mean all sorts I thought I went mad on the series you guys have done Stoke City Years you have Mm. done uh, Christmas Food Bank specials you've interviewed uh, sports journalists players you've I'm I'm missing stuff help me out you (laughs) I, I just there's it's been six years you've been running that pod and so much has come out of it and I think so much good has come out of it as well. I know I mentioned stuff like the charity fundraiser for, for Christmas. That 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 was exceptional last year. What do you think your highlights are from oh your time with Wiz? I know that's tough. <laughs> yeah, but no, it didn't it, have to be a really moment. Is. It just like it really okay. So I mean, there's there's there is loads as you say. There is okay. So I mean, the 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 big the big one that you mentioned there, the Christmas, uh, the the food bank fundraiser we did this last christmas which you know i'm not we we cannot take credit for the generosity of other people but the fact that people i mean it was over six thousand pounds in the end which is for we set a target of like 250 quid because we were like people have been it's been a hard year this year if we could get a 250 pounds then then that that's great and it it just i mean we smashed that within 50 minutes yeah it was incredible but the fact that yeah that was that in terms of having an actual impact on things that is one that is like i just very very proud of that but as you say we've done done all kinds of all kinds of stuff there's been times where I've cried with tears uh, of, of laughter about just absolute silliness. Um, and then, like, just thinking then, one of my, actually, one of my very favourite memories is very, very, very early on when um, we had Ben, Ben Cartwright was a regular on the show. Mm-hmm. We, Ben is a radio producer for the, for many shows on the BBC now. Uh, but he um, used to work for probably still does work for this company um but he worked for an audio company who uh, were based in uh, media city in manchester Mm -hmm. and we were decided i think it was on an international break one week let's meet up in manchester for the like let's actually meet up because we do a lot of it of the podcast remotely we'll meet up ben we've got this studio of ben's let's do a special and we we spoke about uh stoke in the fa cup (gasps) yeah i which is really well it's funny right it's funny because we were so pumped for this episode and we we chatted about it and 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 one genuinely at one point we were really emotional and overcome with the the emotion of telling this collective story together in one room we kind of felt like very emotionally drained at the end it sounds silly to say it but like it did feel like that nostalgia and happiness of god oh, wow that's i'm so happy we lived through this um and then we put the podcast out and it didn't get as many listens as the previous week where we i don't know played villa or something uh. and we were we were so gutted we were so gutted that we were like oh we thought people would love this but, mm. but then it was that moment that kind of made me realize that <laughs> not that we don't we don't do it for we're not doing it for the listeners we do we clearly want people to listen to it yeah, yeah but yeah. but so what you've said there about all the different stuff, so much of it has been mini passion projects that mm-hmm. we're just like, let's try this. It's for our enjoyment. Someone will hopefully enjoy it. That's how Stoke City Years came about, which is Dave yeah. and Tony. And that, I mean, I think they're recording another episode. They're recording one of those soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we, 
that's how like all the silly spin-off stuff's happened. It's just it's just been oh let's oh I've got this idea oh let's let's do it and um, we, we're beholden to to no one. We're not exactly a mainstream podcast who's got sponsors or anything, so we don't need to worry about having to stick to a format or mm-hmm. anything. So we can just try things and. Uh, what I'm very appreciative for the podcast for is just that creative outlet. Um, I think you'll know with this being your passion project that just being able to have control over something and, and try different things. It's a, it is a great outlet. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And I, I can't, I can't put into it like words, what, what, what I, how I relate to what you guys do because <laughs> it, without <laughs> it god it sounds like I'm going to burst into tears isn't it <laughs> uh, it's it's just so sometimes and i think in the last year it's it's been particularly hard on people where a lot of people haven't had a lot of control in their life mm. because of you know the pandemic and being told what to do all the time people have lost their jobs people have had relationships break down people have God forbid, I don't know, lost their homes or things like that. And it's awful. And the the worst thing in the world is when you can feel like that you aren't in control of anything at all. And I am so appreciative, as you just said there, of having something of my own that I can just have a play with. And if it goes wrong, <laughs> nothing happens. Like, <laughs> very few people care relative <laughs> to the rest of the world. And you're right things the things like numbers help but but only to validate that there is someone else out there in the world that's I, it I, like if if any success from it comes along the way then great but but mm. for me and i know that this is something that, that that you guys must do to to keep going for as long as you have numbers only get you so far because it brings you guys particularly together and you can tell through the podcast the dynamic you don't need a script you don't need an agenda even you just need to sit in front of the microphone every week and just start and and it makes sense and people will listen no matter yeah. what and not because it, it's in a routine but it's because i don't know it's like you are inviting yourselves into people's stoke city journey yeah. i guess no i get that i, I yeah i i I completely, completely get that. I guess it's the i the idea that people listen to this pod, listen to the podcast, um, and like get some level of enjoyment out of it, and and I, I I still find it weird that people take the time to listen to it because to me it is just irreverent nonsense. Mm-hmm. But I but it it's very humbling when like for an example you can you can become very detached from it and you can see like the numbers on a screen and be like yeah. oh okay but who are those people like really like mm. are they real and then a few years back me and dave went to a, a sunderland away game uh and it was where uh, we won 3-1 and anatovic scored that really really lovely like one touch football pass pass goal um and we we met up in Newcastle and we got the metro out to Stadium of Light. And on the train, we were on the on the metro on the is it a train or a tram? I don't know. I have Sorry, no idea. I, who, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we were we were chatting and a person and their son, like opposite, were saw Dave and like were listening to Dave. And like, oh, are you 
are you guys the do you do the Wizards of Drivel podcast? I'm like, Fuck, oh yeah. And it was <laughs> it was so weird to be yeah. like to to have Dave's voice recognised that. It was like, oh, it's real. What we do, people do listen to it. It's so bizarre to to, to think that somewhere someone is listening uh, to to what is essentially just a conversation on a on a Sunday evening between what is now just a group of friends having a chat, although not your typical chat in a pub because yeah. we're not laddie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it, it's so yes. There's va- the validation in the numbers. You're completely correct. But but we. I would. I probably wouldn't go as far as to say if if no one listened, we'd still meet, still ring each other up for a chat. But mm-hmm. like, I don't. I don't look at figures to see oh, how many did we get, how many people downloaded the podcast this week because yeah, it it genuinely doesn't interest me too much as long as I know that there are some people who yes exactly. Are, and and you can tell that through like people interacting with you on social media saying oh what you said on Sunday I don't agree with this or or whatever like it's. It's enough to know that it's out there and someone can listen to it for me to just enjoy being able to do whatever. Yeah, yeah, precisely. I'm going to move us on a little bit. So, mm. I know some <laughs> something you, you said you weren't going to talk about on the podcast was <laughs> having any experience with any Stoke players or the like. But... <laughs> <laughs> You've reminded yourself yeah, about five minutes before recording yeah. that, that you indeed have. And I think that we spoke about this story with Dave, but I want to revisit this one because it's it's fab. Um, and it f- was for Wizards 100, right? Mm. Yeah, so 100 podcasts in, we were like, what can we what can we do? What can make it what can make it special? What can we um what we we'd we'd already interviewed a few players. We'd had Danny Higginbottom on. We'd had um, oh shit, who, who Leon else Court, I think Leon Court. Yes, that's it. Yeah, we we'd had a we'd had a, um, I'm a fanboy. I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and so we were like, oh, well, the 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 shark, the big catch that we should go for for a hundred is Ricardo Fuller. Mm. Thinking it would be, I don't know, unrealistic, um, and then through various contacts with. I don't know. I, I don't want to get. I don't want to. I don't want to say who no, no, gave no, no, us no, his no. number. No, no, no. But we we got Ricardo Fuller's number uh, after the person who passed it on had said, "Oh yeah, he is interested," and gave him a text <laughs> and said, "Hey, do you want to be interviewed for our hundredth episode?" And 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 just just stop there. <laughs> that enough is is surreal enough. You've just texted. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah like. I, <laughs> Yeah, even more surreal when he says, yes, okay, let's meet up at this <laughs> golf club near my house. Yeah. And it's like, okay, sure, cool. Um, and so, yeah, we, we on a sun, on a sunny Sunday, me and Dave in my, in a, in my car, I picked him up, I think from crew station and we, we drove out to, to meet Ricardo Fuller to do this, to do this interview. We'd, we'd brought up podcasting equipment we got all these various bags of microphones that we were gonna set up because uh, we had no idea what the situation was going to be whether mm-hmm. we would be in a busy place or we were hoping we'd find a quiet corner to sit with him but we had no idea what like the audio quality would be um and then and i think dave has said this we we got there very early anyway because we were very excited and then ricardo fuller didn't turn up mm. 
and he didn't turn up for two hours. Oh, <laughs> and we were like, oh, we'd, we'd tweeted about it. We'd said, we're going to be in, we, you know, we got excited. Yeah, and yeah, if we yeah. were to turn around and be like, oh, we, we didn't manage to get it. We were worried. Mm. Anyway, God bless him. He rung Dave up, which I'm, I, Dave has said the surrealist moment is looking at Dave's phone, Ricardo Fuller calling. Oh my God. Um, and I mean, long story short, he was like, give me, give me 40 minutes. Uh, I think he'd done his hamstring in, in a charity game the day before. So <laughs> he was hobbling anyway, but he, 40 minutes later, this Land Rover pulls into the car park, out steps Ricardo Fuller. And no matter how like cross we were that we'd been two hours, like, Oh God's sake. Oh no, no. Then you see Ricardo Fuller get out of his Land Rover and it's like, Oh man, this is the best thing ever. Like, and like a scene from a movie, right? Like, it's like yeah, exactly, yeah. Like <laughs> the slow motion weird. bit where like people's jaws <laughs> drop and you've got the, exactly the fans blowing in the guy's <laughs> face, <laughs> and it's yeah, and it was like as close to meeting like an idol as you can get. But mm. it was then he was just so so like just lovely. He put every he put us all at ease. He was. Oh, he was just really, really like l- laid back and gave us because again, you no idea what we were going to get in terms of an interview. We mm-hmm. had a list of pre-prepared questions to to run through, not like a script, but we had ideas of where conversations yeah, could yeah. go. People had sent us questions, um, and we were like, right, well, we can probably get half an hour or so out of this at, at, if he if he's just very short with things but i mean he wasn't we we got we got an hour worth at least of a podcast and he was with us for another hour after with saying things that we couldn't put in a podcast (laughs) um (laughs) just give it yeah um but he was he was lovely he really did just give us the the like he he couldn't have done any more for us um he was just ah, it was it was absolutely wonderful and yeah like he I don't know, like, it, it was an experience that apparently, I was going to say I will never forget, but I, until five minutes you, before you, we started you, you the podcast. You actually did forget, yes. I was, well, because you, you like, so have you, you, you say, have you ever met any Stoke players? And I was like, thinking of the time I met Andy Wilkinson in the stairwell at mm. the Britannia. And it's like, that's not a good anecdote. Oh no, you interviewed like, a, a hero to the club, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but in, in, in fairness, and and this is something I was going to talk about a bit later, but for me, I, Wizards is I don't want to say it's it's more than any of you individually. It's 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 its own separate entity to any of you guys. <laughs> I feel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel the same way about this. It's almost like having a different guys, right? Mm. And I can see why you wouldn't necessarily associate yourself. That that story with your own Stoke City story, yeah, but yeah. but but just the story of the Wizards, right? Yes, yeah, no, actually, that yeah, that's a very very good point. It's almost like completely separate to to my own personal experiences from something when it when that's clearly nonsense, but <laughs> it is. But I think it's because you you know deep down you wouldn't be having these experiences if if it wasn't for the entity right yeah oh god god yeah yeah we we would we would never have been able to to have got ricardo fuller if if we hadn't can you imagine have... a random stoke fan texting and just saying kind of me up for a chat he goes uh, yeah and and i suppose <laughs> he and probably I suppose... won't actually but <laughs> I suppose we're lucky. We're lucky in that respect because we have through the podcast, and maybe because we started the podcast at a time when there wasn't many or any Stoke mm. City podcast. Because we, 
again, it's that old adage of it's not what you know, it's who you know. But we have like been able to make friends with people who do have mm-hmm. you know, people who have Ricardo Fuller's phone number who can say, oh yeah, I'll just give him a text. Like there are, it's it's that type of thing of we're, we're very very privileged in the fact that we've we've got we've been going long enough and mm-hmm. we have a, a network of of friends of the pod who who are quite willing to to chip in and, and help with things like that. Um, and so yeah, it's without the podcast, yeah, no one we wouldn't have been anywhere near <laughs> Ricardo Fuller. But the fact that I got to sit and chat to him for an hour about his playing career and other football related stuff, like. Uh, that is a very, very privileged thing, and I am very grateful to the podcast and for and to everyone who's ever listened. Because yeah, we wouldn't exist without people being interested. The fact that that's allowed me to meet someone like Ricardo Fuller is it's still it, it, again humbling is the word I use, but it is just it is crackers. It's mm. just absolutely crazy that we we're privileged enough to do it, and it is a privilege to do the podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course it is. I understand the feeling that you get from it, but at the same time, it's something you've you've earned through your your effort and your time and j- just your consistency. I think I said this before, before recording, the level of consistency to run something like that for such a long time. And I and I'm not talking about variety. You guys clearly have have gone down different avenues over the years and and that's not a bad thing of course like like trying different things we talked about it didn't we saying like it, being able to try these new things and not having the fear of, not having the fear of failure is great but that consistency to keep wanting to do it is that yeah. something you you have to try or is it just natural now is it just just something that you know that next week you're going to be recording an episode of Wizard Trouble. Do you know? It, it, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it is a a, a like a an an effortless thing. Mm. There is certainly a, we've we've certainly found like a a podcast routine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is still like to keep yourself motivated on any form of project is is difficult. I mean, hell, that's why like bands end up splitting up because people want to explore other avenues mm-hmm. isn't it it's like it to to keep yourself interested in doing something on a regular basis you have to you have to really really love it and even then you really just have to big yourself up to to do it i guess and <clears throat> there have certainly been times where we've i don't know i i can i can think to times where in the last few years it's been like i really I'm I'm not in the headspace to do it, and we're we're lucky in that there is a group of us now who do it. Where if someone is, <clears throat> I don't know, away or or even in that, like I say, not in a headspace where they they feel they can contribute positively to a podcast, then other people are like, well, don't just just take a step back this week, and someone else will cover you, mm-hmm. cover it. And I think that that's the 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 fact that there is no pressure as we've said, no pressure in terms of creativity and, and that type of thing, but there's no pressure on each other mm-hmm. to, to have to, you, what, what, you can't be here this Sunday. What the, what do you mean? Like there's, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I don't find it particularly difficult to, to be like, right, Sunday's here. Let's do a podcast. Oh no. Like, I don't feel it draining, mm. but there has certainly been times where, where I, where I have felt that way. And on occasion chatting to, 
my friends on the pod has actually really lifted me out of that mood. And on other times it's like, oh, right, I'm just, give me a week off and I'll come back again. And and that's, I don't know, that's that's great. It's, I would, I would if, for anyone who's ever exploring anything where they, they're feeling guilty about feeling a little bit burnt out about anything, I would always say just never to be too harsh on yourself about it because you're allowed to feel burnt out. You're allowed mm. to feel like you need a break from things like that's it's, again you're not beholden to anyone but yourself and you say so you should yeah if you need to take time away or you're not even the right frame of mind to talk about stoke conceding four goals as was been often the case in the last few years um there's there's no pressure to do so um but no i certainly don't find it as much of a chore when i'm surrounded by a very supportive group that's what i was going to lead on to before I start to head towards the break anyway you must be so grateful for that group you've got mm. oh god yeah yeah like it's to say that we were a group of essentially random people who met well we we originally all met online um it's mad how I, I, I don't like it when people say, oh, you've got chemistry, because I always think that that sounds, <laughs> I don't know, a bit cliche. But it there is there is a, there is there is chemistry, like, between us all. We all know each other's rhythm, and, like, we started off a podcast about Stoke, but it has progressed into we're a group of friends who also now do a podcast about Stoke. Like, it is a, it, it is a life beyond the podcast, but in very much... It's it is still the podcast. It, it, to bring us back to where we started, that my my private life of Stoke is now much more public because I've had this medium of social media and a podcast. I now can explore it larger with other people. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's been a forum to voice my opinion, and as a result, I've been able to meet other people and it's yeah the, the 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 group itself and and wizards as a podcast as i say there's four of us now but it's a, a large large family mm-hmm. you've been on the podcast before we've got as you say ben cartwright used to be on jason used to be a, a regular we've had lots of other guests we are a a large large family of of well i would consider the wizards family to be quite large mm-hmm. and and they're all it's it's lovely to have met a lot of these people. In fact, all of the people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'm speaking as a listener of your podcast now, um, and I'm I'm just going to say I'm I'm grateful that it exists. I'm grateful that you guys put yourself through it most weeks. <laughs> um, it 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 is just that that comfort blanket for Stoke. I guess because it can be it can be testing enough at times, and I find myself pretty secure with myself anyway. But I think mm. for other people who may not be having such a great time and stoke themselves not having a great time, still coming back to the wizards and listening to you witter on for forty minutes, <laughs> I, I it, it's very comforting for me. So I can't imagine how many. Stoke fans lives you've made better because of that and I bet you didn't consider that would be a thing no six years ago when you started it (laughs) no and I still don't consider it a thing I still (laughs) like you saying that really is quite 
I don't know, it makes me feel quite emotional, Ben, because like the idea that someone would listen to us out of, I don't know, some form of comfort is kind of crazy to me because again, it's just a silly, a silly chatting football podcast. But, yeah. but, but I can, I don't know the idea that we're like, like a warm, comfy blanket that you put on <laughs> to feel, I kind of, I kind of, I don't know. I like that idea. Um, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if we've helped anyone in that respect, but, um, but it's very nice to think that we could be considered in any element that way. Well, I, I, I don't know who's listening to this, to be honest, but if, <laughs> if, 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 if wizards have, maybe you should let them know. Cause I like, like I say, Aww. I mean, forget the charity fundraiser that's clearly helped so many people forget all all the amount of people that that you've met and and have liked and commented on your posts there's there's going to be someone out there i guarantee that who you probably never interacted with at all but i bet you they've listened every single week and i bet they really appreciate you doing it so yeah Anyway, oh. sorry, that's me getting No, it very... was lovely. <laughs> Podcast loving, isn't it? Yeah, two, mm. two podcast hosts going at it. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm going to sign off this half with... Okay. Well, half sign off this this half, anyway. Um, we've not talked much about your personal experience with Stoke. <laughs> this half, anyway. I feel like Wizards is has been anyway such a big part of your Stoke sporting life it sounds like you know if you were going to games regularly from when you're an adult anyway Wizards was pretty close to mm. the start of your 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 fully fledged journey anyway um but within whether it be in or out of Wizards time of your Stoke City experience can you name like if not one the top three best experiences you've had as a Stoke fan Oh, oh, that's difficult. Yeah. Oh, that's hard, man. That is hard. Three. Doesn't have to be three. Okay. I, I just, no, no, I, I just give that because people people go off and name Tony. Does yeah, it, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? He names six things because <laughs> he doesn't want to miss anyone out. He doesn't want to miss. No. Okay. Um. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to. Th- so, uh, FA Cup semi final, obviously. Yeah, is, is a big, big one. I'm trying to think of like real pure emotion moment. I t- okay, I tell you one moment that is like forever etched in my brain, um, and and like you can talk about your Liverpool six ones and all and all that stuff, which was a, an incredible, incredible time. And where my season ticket used to be, we were in like one of the corners of the upper. Um, I can't remember what the stand's called anymore. The one that has two tiers. Um, we were in the upper, like far right hand side of that, and where where our season tickets were around us was a lot of seats that weren't season tickets, which meant that on a match day, quite often those tickets would get bought up either by fans from out of town or away supporters who'd mm-hmm. snuck in. And for that game against Liverpool, um, we were surrounded by very, very vocal Liverpool fans, who, to their credit, were... Like, there was no trouble or anything. There was no uh-huh. trouble. But, you, you know, of course, there wasn't going to be any trouble because after that first half where they were 5-0 down mm-hmm. and every Stoke fans around them, like, hey, are you happy you've come, then? Yeah, you're having a nice day. <laughs> Not even that moment. But I can I can picture from where my season ticket, where my seat was, uh-huh. the Asaidi goal against Chelsea. I can picture it... From ah. the angle where I sit, 
still to this day and that almost out-of-body experience because it was such a big deal to beat Chelsea back mm-hmm. then. Like it was so, that season where we'd, we'd also beat, we also beat Man United. Like it was such a big deal. Like it felt like Stoke were moving in such a big direction mm-hmm. and that I can, just that experience of picturing that goal, he cuts in, he, Volte just whacks it and then everyone around us in what is a pretty, you know, it's not a rough stand or anything. This is it's not people pushing or anything. It's quite decorum and stuff up there. Mm-hmm. But everyone around was just like grabbing each other and hugging and like that is one of it's it may not be like the most pivotal of moments, but in terms of an emotional response, that and in the same season beating Man United and the relief at 90 minutes that we won the game are two moments where I can remember like looking at my mum and being like, can you believe this? Because me and my mum used to be next to each other season mm-hmm. tickets. Um, like those, those are pure, pure like emotional moments that spring to mind. I'm sure there are ones that are more seismic and more pivotal. And they're certainly not the most important ones, but those, as you say that, those are the one that Asaidi call is one that has come to mind just for the emotion of everyone around me and the cannot believe this is happening type type thing, which is daft because there's been so many other big moments in my Stoke support in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but just yeah, it's that emotion you go back for, right? That's that's ultimately I think why most people are fans I, because you, yeah. you, you whether it be a social thing, whether it be uh, an achievement thing or, or yeah. what they are emotions you don't get from other places in your life well that's it and there's I think the reason I come back to that is because there are so many moments that I've clearly clearly enjoyed so like uh, let's 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 take the Liverpool game mm-hmm. I remember I remember like being there I have the pictures of the scoreboard to prove it but like I've watched it so many times on replays now that I don't really remember my personal experience of watching the game. I remember the the replay. Yeah. Whereas whereas that Asaidi goal, like no matter how many times and I've watched that goal a lot, mm-hmm. I can still picture it from the angle where I'm at. I can remember then turning to my parents and then the people behind us and the crazy experience afterwards. Like that's a bit that's vividly etched in my brain and hasn't been erased by <laughs> a few years of just watching it on replays on YouTube. Yeah. I you know what? I'm going to be a little bit self-indulgent a little bit self-indulgent and and tell you a it. similar story. So for me, one of the most emotional times for me at a football game was that game against Arsenal. And people are going to be thinking of all, all sorts <laughs> of games now, right? <laughs> we were three 0 up before half time. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> was it? I'm 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 not sure if that was the one where Crouch scored after like twelve seconds. It could have been. It it that that does ring a bell. Anyway, even if it wasn't, I I remember it was Bojan who yep. put us up four nil, just like on the stroke of half time. And we beat an Arsenal before, right? We we've trounced Arsenal before at home. We've 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 spat on them and yeah. seen them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just remember being four 0 up at half time against them, and yeah. I, I I believe this was before the days of beating Liverpool by such a margin. And I just remember I celebrated the the three Got, goals yes. prior, but yeah. the the fourth I had my mouth open and yeah. I didn't even celebrate. I 
I was it was a, but it was that <laughs> out of body experience that you described. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what on earth is going on? Yep. And then of course it was ruled out for offside and, and then we the actually half- conceded two and we were crap and I feel like Stoke probably went downhill from there. But uh, <laughs> it was yeah, I, yeah, I can remember that one from from the position of my season ticket as well. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, that game just reminds me of the nerves because I think it was you you're right, we we were the goal got ruled off and then the second half came and Arsenal were really like on top of things and mm-hmm. then I think didn't they they like scored twice within two minutes or something really daft and yeah. it's like oh my god we're fall- we're falling to pieces um, because I think as well am I right in thinking this was Mark Hughes' first season with us it may w- well it could have been second because Bojan joined in the second didn't he oh of course of course yeah but, but it was early on yeah it was before the Shakiri days anyway but it was still it was still Stoke we like even then we had a habit of been you 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 never felt comfortable even we if weren't we, like Stoke owner at that point we oh, were still no. little old Stoke yeah and so they yeah they scored their two goals and it was you could very much see us giving up a three goal lead and losing the game yeah um we we didn't uh, no. thankfully and I think it was one of those from my memory it's one of those games where at full time it was. As is so often the case with Stoke, a sense of relief rather than joyous celebration. (laughs) For me, I think it was the first time where... Because like I say, we we beat Arsenal before and we've lost to them at home, I think, every time in the league we played them, right? And barely scored a goal there, if any. Um, You guys will have covered that over the last few years. Um, (laughs) But uh, that's the first time, including the times where red cards happened and, and all sorts where Arsenal took us seriously. Because yeah. I feel like the first few times they beat that we beat them, they were like petulant children, like, these 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 guys can't beat us. What's this? Van Persie goes and stamps on Sorensen and, <laughs> and was like, Mom, Stoke are beating us. Um, and actually, that that game was the first time a, a big Premier League club who, who've, who've done all sorts and been unbeaten in seasons and sat up and took notice and gone if we don't play well the second half we're gonna get slapped yep yeah and it was just that was sort of a transition for me of like okay stoke are going to do something massive here yeah and yeah. that and that that was and a really sad. good feeling it's <laughs> <laughs> sad in retrospect yes um but no, the, the the joyous yeah. optimism of the mid 2010s oh, it was crazy God. <laughs> oh, take us back it'll come around one day mate and you'll still be doing wizards by that point I'm sure of it um, <laughs> right that is where I'm going to close the first half of this podcast Jeez. I know we've been going for an hour and it's the first half this is just typical why 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 isn't it um, anyway a break question yeah I admitted before recording that I forgot to write uh, to write one down so mm. I've had to pick one up along the way I have managed to do so I hope it's alright um, the idea of anyone who doesn't know the break question is something that I will ask Chris now it's more of a theoretical thing and I don't expect his answer until after the break whenever that is for you guys um, so your break question Chris Brammer get yourself in the right frame of mind here I'm ready so you and the guys pretend you've always done a football podcast for the last six years you've also been doing a football podcast right okay but it wasn't on Stoke okay 
who would you have wanted it to have been on Ooh. if Stoke didn't exist? Okay. I'll and like again, I don't want your answer now. No. I want your answer after the break. <laughs> and with that, that brings the A side of File 48 to a close. Now, I said at the start, I've been meaning to speak to Chris since this podcast started. And I mean that. And I tell you what, it, it's for me anyway, it's worth a wait. And I'm glad it's came at the time that it has. I've not recorded a file, one of the main series episodes, for... it's It's got to be well over a month now. Um, I've been doing the new series, Millionaire, in between. Have a go at that if you haven't already, by the way. Um, but I've always felt that the files have been my bread and butter and what this series is about, what this podcast is about, what the YYY files is about. And... I couldn't have asked for somebody better to reignite how much I love speaking to Stoke fans. I'll be honest, after not recording a file for so long, I thought whilst we were on air that I was talking gibberish, I was asking all the wrong questions, the interview was going all over the place. And then I listened back and I listened to what Chris said and actually I thought it flowed so well and... Yeah, I'm, I'm just so grateful that I've got you Stoke fans to be able to save me. And yeah, just I have such a great time doing this podcast. And thank you for being there and helping me do it. And if you're listening and you're enjoying it too, well, that that's just another great byproduct of this entity and the Stoke fans that take part. Anyway, the B-side for this podcast will be released around a week after this A-side going live. So make sure you keep an eye on your podcast feeds for that. And of course, just a reminder, if you want me to be happy, if you you want to make me happy and so that I can have another chat with one of you guys about Stoke City, then don't forget this show. And I mean it seriously. This show really does rely on people like you to take part as well. You can head to the yyyfiles.com and click get involved to find out more. You can send a message to at the YYY files on social media or an email to the YYY files at mail.com if you have any questions. That just leaves for me to say thank you very much for listening and until the next one. But don't forget, it could be your file one day. Vizinita Fortio. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. So I was an upward space. Handsome man